Do you know who's behind your email? What do they fund? Are they building a culture you want to be a part of? This Advent, break up with Big Tech and reboot your email with FIDE. Look us up, F-I-D-E-I. There's a link in the description box below. That's FIDE, how Catholics send email. Cardinal Mueller gave a timely interview to Crisis Magazine recently. It's an exclusive interview with them. I will uh, quote it sparingly here, giving you just what I think are some of the juiciest details. I'll leave the rest for you to read, although I may revisit the interview in the the coming days, depending if it's uh, necessary or not. But Cardinal Mueller has, in recent history, called said that Francis was guilty of promulgating at least material heresy, even bordering on formal heresy. So it's kind of odd that he would then be asked in an interview with Crisis Magazine, what's to be done about a heretic pope? And his answer is surprising, to say the least. He has goes over a lot of history about this, which you might expect if you're familiar with Cardinal Mueller. Say what you what you want about his theology, but the man is very clearly rooted in the history of the church. He knows more about the history of the church than most people do, and his uh, his answers to these questions won't will both make many of you very happy, but also frustrate many of you as well because his takeaway is that there's not much you can do about a heretic pope, which is interesting. And we'll go over here his reasoning here. So we go to crisis for this headline the catholic church is not the pope's church and catholics are therefore not papists but christians an exclusive interview with cardinal gerhard Mueller. cardinal Mueller addresses the nature of papal infallibility the limits of papal authority and the possibility of a heretical pope now elsewhere cardinal Mueller said almost a year ago now during the height of the final phase of the what was then supposed to be the final phase of the german synodal way before they announced more synodal meetings and synodal processes within their own country, which, by the way, the German synodal way is not the same thing as the synod on synodality. They are working towards the same thing, but they're going their own way about it, much to the at least expressed consternation of Francis. But he, but Cardinal Mueller wrote what you're about. He wrote back in 2023, March 2023, that if you were promoting the blessings of James Martin Parings you were committing blasphemy and any bishop who promoted such a uh, activity through any formal declaration was promoting and publishing heretical texts. Now that's interesting. He said that in March, 2023 later when fiducia supplicans was issued, he shredded the document. He did it in his very measured scholarly, almost kind of bland way that he has of doing it but it was a pretty epic takedown of it. And the problem with it was he also said the document bordered on heresy, that France was promoting at least material heresy in it. So he has said this about Francis. And again, prior to him being booted from the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith in the aftermath of Amoris Laetitia, Cardinal Mueller had been considered a liberal theologian. That's why I kind of consider him a moderate these days. If you look at the history of his own writings, if you look at the things he has taught in the past, he has been taken to task for some questionable things he has been alleged to have said on various theological issues. It's odd that he is generally on the quietly pushing back against Francis' side of things now. But here's what he has to say on this question. 
He said, quote, the fundamental problem arises from the distinction between the Pope as the holder of the Petrine office with its specific powers on the one hand and the Pope as an individual Christian in the pilgrim state who can also lose sanctifying grace through mortal sin or who can inwardly and outwardly manifestly fall away from the faith, heretically contradict the doctrine of the faith and even schismatically separate himself from the church. As far as apostasy, manifest heresy, or open schism of the Pope as an individual is concerned, this is more of a theoretical question or the historical and theological evaluation of dubious figures in papal history. The best known is the question of the heresy and excommunication of Pope Honorius I. In his great work, De Romano Pontifici, Book 2, 30th section, the doctor of the church, Robert Bellarmine, summarized the theological opinions expressed up to that point on the possible heresy of a pope and his loss of office. In any case, the opinion that any ecclesiastical or even secular authority could dispose the pope in legal proceedings is ruled out, especially against conciliarism, Gallicanism, etc. He is indeed chosen by the cardinals as the person who is to occupy the Cathedra Petri, that would be the, the chair Peter. In reality, however, he is appointed by Christ if he has accepted the election and is bishop of Rome by consecration and thus the successor of Peter. In the event of a blatant and notorious contradiction, which God forbid, to the teaching of Holy Scripture or the dogmatic definitions of the doctrine of the faith, the faithful would no longer be obliged to obey him, and he would, so to speak, lose his office himself. End quote. So Cardinal Mueller is endorsing... Uh, St. Robert Bellarmine's hypothesis that a pope would excommunicate himself and thus lose his office automatically. That's music to many of your ears. Probably wondering why he hasn't started drafting up the documents to call an imperfect council and be done with Francis, right? He, uh, after all that, though, he does go on to use examples of the Great Western Schism, which was when there was a time where there were two or sometimes three or more claimants to the papal throne in the 15th century, uh, and other such times the church was divided over the question of who was the legitimate pope. Historically, to call somebody an anti-pope meant that there was another person out there actively claiming to be the pope. And that's why a lot of people say that Francis doesn't fit the bill for an anti-pope. Although, I don't know what the alternative would be if he was guilty of manifest heresy and had thus lost his office. Now, it's interesting, though, that Mueller reduces the present question to one of theory, since he has said that Francis has promulgated material heresy. He has said this in other interviews. So, how is this theory? It is a question for our time. What do we do if we have a man the world sees as Pope guilty of promulgating heresy? What do we do? Is there a mechanism for the church to do something about a Pope? Some cardinals have said yes, but Mueller says no. Quote, There can be no definition of these borderline cases because the definitions refer to the revealed faith. This can be seen in the attempts of the councils of Constance and Basil, which had to find a practical way out of the Western Schism despite the false doctrine of the superiority of the council over the popes and anti-popes of their time. Beyond the aforementioned distinction between the pope and his office as successor of Christ and the current holder of this office during his pontificate, there can be no canonical procedure meaning purely positive ecclesiastical law above divine law, that could officially declare a reigning pope a formal heretic and legally depose him. 
The personal charism of infallibility ex cathedra is not to be confused with the special grace of being saved from sin and apostasy in the pilgrim state. This gap cannot be closed within the church because the supreme authority cannot be judged endlessly by an even higher one, and therefore the only judge of the reigning pope is God alone. He will ensure that the church does not destroy itself at the root of its unity in the truth of Christ. This is why our humble prayer and a Christian style of dealing with one another is all the more necessary in this situation. End quote. Now he goes on and actually says that some of Francis's critics are using the documents he's using for their own personal ideological gain and thinks that basically we all need to be reined in. We'll agree to disagree there. But on this question of can anything be done, well, many of you who are who really have read deeply on this issue will know that Cardinal Burke has talked about imperfect councils before. So there's no universal acceptance to this question. But Mueller's situation, does his answer does at least make sense on a level. If the man is generally considered to be the Pope, and there is no mechanism for if people to judge the Pope, no living person can actually cast that kind of level of judgment on a Pope, there is no mechanism then to do anything about it, right? The end result of that would actually be schism. I mean, think about what would happen here. Just logic this out for just a moment. Let's say tomorrow... There was huge news. Cardinal Burke, Cardinal Zen, Bishop Schneider, maybe no bishops, just cardinals, right? Cardinal bishops of the church. These are people who can who can or had in the past been able to participate in the papal conclave, the process for electing a pope. Let's say 10 of them issued a document calling for a a actual trial for the Fran- for pope, for the, for Francis. What would you do? You'd probably be happy. What would end up happening is they would be declared schismatic, as did anybody else who signed that document who went, or who showed up to participate in their meeting. You would have most of the church would, of the College of Cardinals would rally around Francis. Those, those, pope, those cardinals would be declared in schism. They would be gone. That's the practical reality of it. So I don't like dealing with just pure theory, because, yes, the idea that Pope loses his office if he's not actually a Catholic anymore makes sense, but there has not been a precedent for anybody to try to enforce that basic logic on the church. So what do we do? Perhaps it takes some cardinals of courage to do so. And Cardinal Burke or Cardinal Mueller has expressed that a manifest heretic will lose his office, but then says there's no way to really get to the bottom of whether he lost his office or not. It's an unsatisfying answer, unfortunately, but I'm not really surprised. There is no getting to the bottom of this question until Francis has gone. And what comes next is anybody's guess. Will the Cardinals at some point have the courage to, to speak up? I imagine at some point in, the, in our lifetimes or in the coming decades, a future Pope will hand wave away most, if not all, of this papacy with uh, some formal declarations that nullify everything he's done because almost everything he's done has contained these errors in it. Beyond that, I don't know. Maybe we'll be around to see it, or maybe we'll be on the other side of a, the other side of a material chastisement that we all kind of suspect is coming. But I'm curious, what do you think about this? Do you think there is, not should be, but is there a formal mechanism for this? Because canon law, there is not one. Should lo- it logically is there one? After all, if a man has proven himself to not be a Catholic anymore, can he actually govern the church? Let me know what you think of this in the comments, please. I'll have a link to this article in my show notes at returntotradition.org today so you can read the full thing, including what he has to say about 
people who criticize Francis needing to be reined in. And uh, hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. As to sharing this on social media, that helps too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria. <laughs>